It's longer time. Yay! Yay. Lager Time, Poems, Stories and Thoughts By me, Paul Cree Who else? One, two, one, two, one, two Yeah Greetings Bonjour What's happening? First of July, mate Summer's here so it's hay fever. Deal with it. I'm dealing with it. Dealt with it. Done. Still got it, mate. Alas. Had COVID last week. Weren't too bad. This week, back to normal. I'm still a bit tired, but we crack on nonetheless. Never had that Twix in the end. But I've been booked in for a bit of work in Manchester at the end of the month. So I look forward to purchasing an overpriced Mega Twix from the onboard trolley service when I flex out of Houston on the Intercity. Assuming here that it will be staffed and running of course. Do they still call it the Intercity service? Or have I just had a temporary relapse into the days of British Rail? It's either that or too much football hooligan nostalgia that those algorithms keep selecting for me. They must be mistaken mate. I like the clobber, but not the clobbering. Speaking of avoiding conflict, I've attached another one of the pieces from the Make Your Own Bed show I've been working on for what seems like an eternity, about three years, and a squillion rewrites to date. It's from when I was doing debt collections for an asset finance company, having previously done it for a bank. A criticism that often came up of me in these times was that I was not assertive enough. And to be honest, I think they were right. I don't like confrontation, both verbal or physical. There was a lot of confrontation in that work. I probably beat around the bush in the conversations I had, but trying to extract dough from people that often don't want to pay it, morals aside, a certain degree of conversational ruthlessness is required to get the necessary results. I just didn't have it, mate. Still don't. Never got those results. Never do. Never say never. Okay, sorry. Ah. I try not to duck conflicts these days. As much as I don't like them, sometimes they need to be had out. Marriage has taught me that. And I don't mean that in a stereotypical she's always nagging me way towards my wife. But we are two people whose lives are intertwined on many levels. Sometimes we have to make decisions and sometimes we don't agree. I still suck at arguing though. But I've gotten better and I've cherished those few little wins I've had. Like a lower league football team toppling the Premier League giant in major cup upsets. But ultimately insignificant to the big team. Writing helps. So I recently asserted myself. Sort of. In an exchange where I politely... I think, declined two gig opportunities. Basically, I said no. For probably a number of different reasons, I don't tend to do many spoken word gigs these days. I genuinely love performing, and I miss it. Knowing that world, as I do, or more to the point, did, I know it turns over quickly. 
I think it's due to the accessibility of it as an art form. New nights spring up all the time, as do new performers, and of course new audiences. I don't tend to go to many of these sort of nights, but regardless of any stripes I've earned in the past, I'm always keen to get back out, especially when there's a whole new audience to connect with. So I got contacted to perform at two different events from two promoters I didn't personally know, but I was happy that they reached out. Both the gigs looked decent, good previous crowds and good looking venues, but they asked me to come and do their open mic slots. Immediately my ego kicked in, feeling a little insulted. But then all the rationales of above overrode those and I thought, well, new audience, new opportunity, and if I smash the open mic, maybe they'll give me the full feature, which is of course what I want. I have an ego as big as anyone else's, but I think it's kept in check most of the time with often crippling self-doubt and the fear of coming across as a prick. I've seen egotistical pricks. No thanks. I've also seen how much of an inhibitor it can be to making good art. So I didn't want to be a prick here and I want to perform. I spoke to a good mate of mine, told her the situation. It helped to iron out the pros and cons and in the end, I said no to both. Maybe I'm a dickhead for missing out. Maybe I'm sensible as it would wind up costing a fair amount of money to do it, travel, food, for potentially little gain. So it boiled down to what I think my own value is versus what I think the quote unquote market value is. My own value is a fair bit higher. Though my stock may have dropped in that sense, Facebook keeps throwing up these memories from 10 to 12 years ago of all these gigs I've done, running around like a loon jumping on any mic I could. I've done that mate. So I politely declined and wished them the best of luck with their events, which I'm sure will be just fine without my five minute appearance. For the record, as a performer, might be controversial to say these days, but I'm not against working for free, at times. Depends what the gig is. All too often, I hear younger artists, without the stripes, parrot more successful artists in refusing to work for free, but in an entirely different context. I fully understand the demand for money when an established artist is asked to perform at some dry-ass conference or whatever, which has clearly got big budgets. But if it's a decent grassroots gig, that doesn't make that though, but they can give you a decent audience, a good venue, stage etc, and maybe in a place you ain't been before, I'm all for it mate. My good pal Conrad Murray sums this up well in the Making Hip Hop Theatre book, which you can purchase here if you click the link in the text. This went on a bit longer than I intended this week, and we ain't even got to the piece or the music yet. Ah yes, the music. As per last week, I'm going to stick another track on at the end. It's going to be the fifth and final track on this forthcoming EP I've been working on called Toast in the Machine. I've had this EP planned out a good while ago. It's taken me ages. I get sidetracked. I'm lazy. But I'm only doing this for myself as a little hobby. So when a bit of paid work comes in, it gets put to the side. The EP was initially going to be four tracks and I had the bones of them laid out before I went to America at the end of last year. But then I got COVID whilst in Dallas, 
and got very bored, so made this simple track with a video, which you can watch in the link. Came back, then thought it would work well as a final fifth track, but would need a bit of work and a second verse, so it got put in the long queue for things I needed to do. But then I went and got COVID last week, again, so it felt like a good time to write the second verse and re-edit the track, hence the name, Dallas Stone. Two bouts of COVID, two countries, six months apart. That's real. Or something like that. Good dear. We got there in the end. That's me over and out. Large up the new subscribers. Hope you stick around. Have a bang, banging, uh, have a banging weekend. I can't even talk properly. Peas and taters. Paul. I've been seconded to debt collection like an out of favour squad player sent out on loan my department is being squeezed less money to lend less workers they need and I'm the most expendable slash least valuable maybe there's a case for redundancy I don't think I'd turn it down but then what else would I do who would employ me in these times I'm hearing there's a hundred applicants for every job. Maybe my Lloyd's experience saved me. But I'm back doing a job I hated. This time though, there's no automated phone service. I have a spreadsheet to manage and do the dialing myself. All ones and zeros. I'm told I'm not assertive enough on the phones. Fail to hit target each month. Often when I tell a customer how much money they owe on a car they don't even own, they say they didn't know, they didn't own the vehicle, took out an HP for a boyfriend, a wife or girlfriend, and now are lumbered with an overinflated, rapidly depreciating asset that they can't sell because it ain't theirs. And that person they took it out for is nowhere to be seen. That's kind of how I feel like. 25, not that young anymore. Feel like I've already had enough. Looking at life ahead like an old school telly with the aerial pulled out. I got stacks of letters from customers I need to read. Some of them are desperate. Don't have the time to reply. We get emails saying there's people who want our jobs who will do it for less. Is that supposed to be motivational? Seems to have the reverse effect. Evenings my time is taken up with open wax and now a theatre course. I'm in a show, found it by a chance and took a chance and I'm loving it. They give me encouragement. It's hard to believe if they mean it or are just being nice but it feels good. That in the overtime means I'm out four to five nights a week most weeks, sleep is tough and it hurts when I wake the next day shattered. I live for my lunch breaks and the walk to and from work down Victoria Street, practice freestyling or words I'm learning to perform or listen to beats. Last week, 
I went to church, Westminster Cathedral, just sat inside and enjoyed the quiet. It's been a long time, but it felt right. When the chair sinking, let my ass sinking, let the world sinking, breathe deep. And this is how it is, and this is how it was, and this is how it is when you try and play God. All I can do now is sit here and watch, watching the clock, face made of rock, eye socket lining like a solid cave wall. You cave in or make cave paintings of it all. Out of my hands like a drop football. Old fool took a board and then took a fool. Guy took center stage, a mistake like a smudge on a page or a road that he didn't know to play. Not a focus on the day, so we stalled, waiting for my call. My call is not now when that's cool. Keep my cool, sticking to the rules. It's a long game, like we're playing long ball.
It's longer time. Yay! Yay. Lager Time Poems, Stories and Thoughts By me, Paul Cree Who else?